Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the first episode of the Celestial Cafe, the podcast where we peruse Parisian cafes and engage in spiritual chats. We're your hosts, Claudia from Seeking Celestial Grace and Nataskia from Caravai Healing. And today we are in a small but very cozy cafe called Dose Dealer Cafe in the 5th arrondissement of Paris. Super cute. And there's the lovely little seating outside and the terrace where you have coffee or yeah. tea. And the cool thing about the outside ter- terrace space is that it's under a passage, so it's almost isolated from the street, but the street itself is really, really beautiful. Oh, cool totally. Cafe. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You could, you could go for a stroll afterwards, and they've got such cute little shops. So definitely worth a check out. Excellent. Well, today, since it's our first episode, we are going to talk about ourselves. Yay! Talk about narcissism at its best. Ah, spirituality. No, I swear, we'll talk about something else in the end as well. But, uh, Nataskia, why don't you introduce yourself to the people listening? Well, I'm Nataskia. I'm a Reiki master, and so I provide, you know, try to provide anyways, some thoughtful, meaningful healings with that. And I first got into Reiki maybe three years ago now, and it's been quite an adventure. It's like totally changed my life, and as my husband would say, saved my marriage. <laughs> it's totally, it's really calmed me down. I have, I have a lot less stress, and I take things as they come. So I don't think you ever told me that, but I love that. <laughs> yes, depends. Um, and as we are live. Yes. semi-life in a cafe <laughs> you'll hear the hustle and bustle and I think that's part of the charm yeah absolutely yeah and the stuff is very lovely. yeah so yeah no definitely I think you know once you do find spirituality and true spirituality you start realizing and start letting go and forgiving and you don't get so caught up in the details that you can't control absolutely um so how'd you get to Paris husband well actually i came to paris yeah i did come to paris because, as much as i don't want to admit it to myself i came to paris because of him <laughs> don't we all <laughs> i was living uh, at the time in london and i was looking for a job in communications because that's what i was doing previously couldn't find something there and i thought eh, whatever i'll just move to paris to be with my then boyfriend and um, because I was able to find a job literally in communications in English within two weeks, I was like, no, I'm meant to be here. Totally meant That's to be awesome. Here. I love that. And how about yourself, Claudia? Tell me a well, bit about yourself and your tarot. Um, so I'm Claudia from Seeking Celestial Grace, and I do mediumship tarot readings through my company, um, particularly specializing in life purpose and past lives, uh, the lessons you learn from past lives and, and applying them to to basically issues you carry into present lives. And I first got into tarot when I was 12 years old. My mom bought me my first pack. I always knew I was very spiritual with that. But yeah, so I've been reading for 20 years because I'm 32 now and professionally for five years now that I've had my business. And I love it. And the reason I'm in Paris is because of a spiritual dream. So we visited here in 2010. It was the first place in the world that felt like home. I didn't even want to come here at first. And made it my goal to 
to move here. And in 2018, I quit my job, sold the house I owned on my own, sold my car, moved to Paris with three suitcases, and my life was forever changed. You took three suitcases? Three. Shame on you. Shame on you. I was like, you're going to Paris. You can buy clothes. Like, the clothes are going to be so much better. But listen. One suitcase was basically books, oh, tarot cards, and <laughs> stuff you can't find in English here. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, met my now husband two months later, and yeah, we lived in Strasbourg briefly for six months, which I really miss. But I'm glad to be back. And how do you, how do you feel spirituality has sort of changed you or shaped you? In what sense? In like my entire life, or the yeah. decisions I make? Exactly. Like both. Why not both? Okay, well, in a sense, spirituality and my trust in the universe is what made me move Paris. I wouldn't have done it if I didn't believe that there was a reason I was being called here and that I needed to risk it all to get here. And I think that's the key, following your instinct, following your intuition, because, you know, we all have that gut feeling that we really want do something but we're like the ego in the head the rationality gets in and yeah it takes over and the other issue is a lot of people think oh if it's really meant to be mine i'll manifest it just by sitting around and thinking about uh, it no yeah <laughs> that's not how manifestation works i put in a lot of work to get myself over here i was researching for eight years i was reading books i was reading books by expats i was reading books by people living in france and giving their opinion of living in france i was Planning what was going to go in my suitcases, what I would have brought on a plane over. I was looking at apartments. I did that for eight years. You gotta put in that work. You oh, gotta absolutely. constant work, visualize the small steps towards your goal. And that's that's it. That's you're manifesting it. It's not gonna drop from the sky. And I guess that's an aspect of spirituality that played in the whole picture as well. I, I, I knew it was meant to be mine. I knew the universe had a plan for me, but I knew I had to put in the work if I really wanted it. That's one of the lessons yeah. of yeah. the universe teaches, which I'm sure you've learned as well, even with starting your business. Yeah, yeah. You've got to do the small step. You have to actually take that small step and just put out your first website or your blog or whatever it is because you're not going to get clients in people reading it if you don't put up the work first and a lot of people don't realize that uh, if they want to take their spiritual path that's just a passion and turn it into uh, something that provides for their family it does take a lot of work and risks and patience and study and all that yeah. <laughs> and so Claudia this is our very first podcast. I know. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what can listeners expect to hear from us in the future? What are we what are we all about? Okay, well, why don't we start with how we met? <laughs> because how we met leads into our desire to create this, right? So um, we met in a very modern way. Yes. What, what was the name of the group we um, were in? <laughs> the Facebook group where you found me? It was called Married to a Frenchman because, you know, we all need that emotional support. <laughs> and what happened to me in that group? You totally got kicked out. <laughs> Listen, guys, I have a Leo moon, which means that when something triggers me, I speak my mind. And triggers, I don't mean like my 
PTSD triggers. I mean, if somebody says something that's completely stupid, I'm calling you out on it. <laughs> and I'm a Libra, so I avoid all confrontation. <laughs> but she did follow me on Instagram, and she asked for a reading, and I gave her a reading, and I guess she enjoyed it because she stuck around and asked for a few more. And then eventually I asked her for a Reiki healing, and I asked her to do a Reiki healing with my husband, and a few more Reiki healing with my husband. <laughs> And a husband again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, then made me love it so much that even I looked into getting a Reiki attunement. And we just decided we have all these conversations. We almost have them daily yeah. in WhatsApp. We're constantly texting each other. Yeah, and sending voice recordings to one another where we just start discussing what's your opinion on. And yeah, then it turns exactly. into like a 30 minute conversation. <laughs> Oh, sometimes it's filled with rage, sometimes <laughs> it's filled with introspection. So get ready. <laughs> so we just decided um, one day, actually I pulled the speaker card, and the townscape keeps getting told also by your guides that she should take a, up a speaking position. And we just thought, let's make a podcast where we take all these conversations we're having in private, and we invite other people to join in on it, like share their opinions, and ask us to cover a topic. Yeah, exactly. So each week, our goal is to cover a short topic, start a discussion on it, and invite you guys to contribute and let us know what you think. Um, it's really, you know, it's not about us as the authority or the experts no. on spirituality, because that's what, not what we are. No, let's talk about that. Yeah. yeah, it's totally about engaging with you guys and, and listening to you and how you feel because it's uh, there is no definitive answer on what spirituality is absolutely and and i think that can also be an overwhelming factor for spirituality and the whole that you mentioned the authority and that's so important because one of the overwhelming aspects of spirituality is you have so many people who are carrying a persona of authority or present themselves as an authoritative figure in their field or because they did excessive online training and got their coaching degree or yay, yay. <laughs> huzzah you are a leader now uh, i'm gonna add it to my resume <laughs> or they've read the most books or they've been doing tarot the longest and it's just it can be exhausting no yeah, it can and it and let me just say when Yes, when it comes to years of experience, it's worth something. However, don't disregard someone who may not have the same amount of years because it doesn't necessarily mean or translate into anything when it comes to spirituality. No way. And I've talked about this um, as well, about how we've all got the gifts inside of us. We all are connected to source. And... Yeah, training does play a part in how strong your connection is, but years don't really play a part in that. I mean, I was super connected and hyper-connected at like three years old, four years old, five years old, six years old. I was seeing Faye at eight years old very clearly, and I was astral projecting at ten years old very vividly. I still wow. remember it. Um, obviously no training in my books yeah. as a 10 year old kid and you've been doing Reiki for only three years you said yeah right? and oh my god I mean she, yeah she's my friend guys but <laughs> she's like uber talented uber tuned, tuned in and I've been to other Reiki healers before and and it hasn't been like 
the connection she had. The same goes with you and Tara. I've been to other tarot readers, and you were the first that I really felt. Oh my gosh, she's far. She sees through me. Damn it. <laughs> I'm not going to let my ego get ahead of me, guys, but yes. <laughs> and yeah, it's just uh, it's a little concerning when you see all these people presenting themselves as authorities on the matter. It's uh, it's, it's, it's disheartening because you never know who's going to be pulled into that, that lie. Let's call it a lie because that's, that's kind of what it is. That's true. Very true. And... Uh, I don't know, and even people who like uh, Hay House is an example. You know the publisher. Oh yeah. So everybody who comes out of Hay House, because Hay House is a big publisher, it's probably the biggest one in the world, and they fund so many events, and their spiritual gurus are very well paid, and they become basically machines to Hay House with regards to production. I find everybody comes out of there with this ego of authority. It's also like the marketing scheme because they are being told, oh, look at these, these are amazing, you get the followers. And honestly, this is where you have the differentiation between ego and a true sense of self. Like some of the best um, gurus in the world don't advertise themselves. You find them via, via, via. Mm-hmm. It's true. And I always say to people that my best advertising is word of mouth. That's true. Yeah. It honestly, it not only leads to the most clients, but it leads to people trusting me. And that's the priority with the work I do is establishing that trust, that foundation of, of reliability. And I think authentic. Absolutely. Because sometimes you get someone who will find you by your marketing because it's something they feel they should do mm-hmm. rather than really wanting to do the inner work. For sure. Absolutely. How do you feel about Harris as a hub for spiritual people? Because I've had a lot of people in Harris expat groups reach out to me and say, I'm looking for a spiritual community. And I saw you do the you do tarot work. Uh, do you want to meet up? Blah blah blah. You know. Honestly, I I think it's coming. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more than there used to be. Um, and it needs work. Absolutely. It, it, there's this heaviness. I feel. I don't know if you feel the same. Mm-hmm. But I feel that there's this sort of heaviness that it needs to clear first before. Um, the true spirituality can come in in this Paris anyway. Um, there we are becoming. I, people are becoming more and more open to this sort of thing, and you do see more spirit esoteric shops popping up, and tarot readers, Reiki healers, theta um, healers even coming in, and uh, also yoga studios, which take an all-encompassing holistic viewpoint mm-hmm. so it is coming i think it's just not to the level of say other other countries would be yeah like the cities. state of california yeah the or even asian countries oh yeah and asia spirituality is very very important yeah. and so where i learned my reiki was in china mm-hmm. in shanghai when i was living there and you know the community and the sense of, of spirituality you feel is very very present so coming here was a bit of a shock. 
in a system where I felt like I didn't have that support system anymore in terms of the spirituality group. Isolated. Yeah, exactly. So when I found you, I'm like, yes, be my friend. <laughs> Please be my friend. And I mean, you know me, I'm pretty introverted. <laughs> have you joined any, like, um, spiritual communities? Do you go to yoga? Do you... Because I don't, I don't, okay? Guys, I'm not like a solo, okay? You know how there's like the solo witch... I, you know, there's the witches who have covens and there's the solo witches. First of all, I don't identify with the term witch, but I'm just using this as an example. I'm like a solo practitioner, but I connect with people online and through dialogue. That's how I build my community. I don't, I, I don't like sharing my energy in a space that I don't really know with people that I don't so like yoga is really hard for me meditation is also really hard for me it just I find it very overwhelming and stressful to to have all these like to be, you become very very vulnerable in yoga and in meditation and I don't know who is going to be infiltrating my my aura with their energy you know yeah and that's the thing like I really want to do it I really want to to get be into yoga and go into these yoga classes and I really want to go into meditation groups and do it in a group setting however I always leave the sessions feeling sick yeah I always feel sick and what it is that I'm energetically getting the release and the emotions of other people and it's coming to me because the teacher can't hold the space yeah yeah and so I really want to I just physically can't because I just get so sick. Yeah. Oh, and you mentioned teachers, and that brings me to, um, we were discussing one time about the Reiki school of, what is it, Paris oh, or France? Yeah, France. Yeah. And it's just, and this goes back to the whole authority idea. Like, who are you looking to for your spiritual guidance, for your advice, for your leadership? There's just some people who aren't fit to take up that that position it's just um it's dangerous it's that's the keyword the keyword is is not it's not about people having some have malintent but it's not about people having malintent with uh, taking leadership when they're not ready it's about how dangerous it can be for the people in the room how dangerous it can be for the students they're teaching and it's also it's also in that sort of same concept of you cannot put spirituality into a box. You cannot put spirituality into a box and put in different course modules on it and say, this is how it has to be, this is what you have to learn, and this is how you have to apply it. Because not everyone is going to be able to apply spirituality the same way, nor is their spirituality path going to be the same. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What I do and how I do it is going to be 100% different to you or someone else. Absolutely. And not say that it's wrong. No, no, not at all. I actually read something today, and it was um, someone who posted a tweet that was like, don't compare your chapter 3 to somebody else's chapter 15. Not only is it a different chapter, but it's a different book entirely. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, and spirituality is the same. Everybody has their own path, and it's a matter of finding what path resonates most deeply for you. And um, trusting that you know who's going to lead you down that path safely. And if you don't, if you can't, if that person can't be trusted. Like, trust your gut. There have been people that have had to disconnect from because they just started emulating uh, a guru that I couldn't follow anymore. 
And that's the other thing. Yeah. The idea of a guru and a posted about this month, they're not going to be someone you need to be dependent on. They're going to be someone who illuminates the path for you and encourages you to walk it on your own. Yeah. And there's not, and, and also that's the thing. They will not tell you that they are the one and yeah. only you have to follow. Absolutely. Because you can follow other teachers and other gurus and that's perfectly fine because yeah. you're going to learn and pick up different things. And the teacher themselves should be evolving. So their way of thinking should also be evolving and changing. And um, not to put them, like you said, on a pedestal. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned evolving, and that's so important. But, um, even like uh, medical practitioners, they have to do a certain amount of uh, professional development every year in order to make sure that they're on top. And that's science. <laughs> so uh, spirit is no different. You have to put in a effort to become better, constantly become better, especially if there's people relying on you. And um, I mean, I know I've made this comment once where, where some people who take up leadership positions should uh, focus more on their healing before they, they step into those positions. And I know healing is ongoing and it's never really done, but it does reach a point where it becomes safe. It's safe to lead. Totally. And discerning is, is when people try and rush it. I, I let out a big sigh because that for me is one of those things which I feel people, because of their ego, rush into positions that they may not be, not necessarily mentally ready, but energetically ready. Oh, and there's a very idea. different, there's a big difference between the two because energetically, if I'm going to start teaching in, say, for example, meditation in a group of 50 people, I'm not energetically ready to do that mm -hmm. Where, and hold enough the space for these 50 people so that they all get the best healing possible and, and the best out of it mentally i may be like yeah sure i can do it yeah what how's so hard energetically i'm not yeah. and i know it and um that brings me to think about okay here's the thing when you go down a spiritual path you become very excited about it that's a normal reaction when you when you start on a new spiritual journey you're like oh my gosh like i'm mastering myself there's obviously something very exciting about that and what i see very frequently is this obsession with shadow work and people who are on this journey of shadow work and healing those inner like the inner child and and all those past life traumas that have come into present life and because they're so excited about all the healing they're doing they feel that they're ready to lead others on the same journey yeah while they're still in the process of that journey themselves i mean we're it's an ongoing process and we're always in the process but but they just are so excited about Oh my god, look at all the healing I was able to do for myself. Oh, you know mm -hmm. what? I could do that for somebody else. And that's the thing, doing it for somebody else is different. Completely. It's you're not dealing with your energy, yeah. which you are familiar with exactly. and you've known all your life. You're dealing with the energy, and that's so fragile and dangerous. Yeah. Because you don't know what else you're dealing with. It could be past lives that you're dealing with. And you, if you don't, if you're not careful or understand how past lives work, um, something could come up for somebody and they would totally be left in the dark as to how then to release it and to move on from this trauma in their past life. Yeah. So it is, you know. I think you shared that that happened to one of your friends where they were, were not given the tools of how to deal 
exactly. She she went for like a hypnotherapy regression, and because of her memories were blocked from a certain age, through this it unblocked, it flooded in, and um, the problem was is that this person was not well equipped to say, okay, how are we gonna walk through this together? And she was just left left to go home. She fell into a big depression because that was the end of the session. Yeah, it's a yeah. constant process. And, and just, just wanting to love the person and hold a place of love for a person is not enough when it comes to these these parts, these dark parts of the self. Yeah, like, everything done out of the energy of love is is good for your karma. But if you're putting someone in a place that is damaging to their mental and spiritual health in the end because you're not trained, equipped, ready to to transition them through that. Get ready to carry the karma of that because even though you came from a place of love, the, 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 repercussions. Yeah, the repercussions of it are, are the dangerous part. No, I agree. It's it's so important to you find the proper coach, the proper teacher, leader, guru, whatever you want to call it, take you along the spiritual journey. And I'm very fortunate that I have found them. So that was a, I think you know we'll that was a heavy oh, start. Like, yeah, we that, just started talking, guys. This is what happens with us. We just start rambling, and 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 we end up down paths that we didn't expect. This happens no. in our voice conversations all the time. <laughs> but you know what um, if you listened all the way to the end we are so grateful thank you so much beautiful souls for listening to us and virtually joining us at Dose Dealer de Cafe Pompeii in the 5th arrondissement yeah and um, don't forget to connect with us at thecelestial.cafe on Instagram to see photos where our chat took place today um and you know get a little sneak peek as to what we ate oh, and yeah. drank and you know what guys if you have ideas don't hesitate to let us know about who you want to hear on this podcast we are doing this for you and please don't forget to rate the podcast if you loved us and follow us on apple spotify or anchor to stay up to date on our next spiritual chat location right, until next time on the celestial, celestial cafe, cafe podcast. podcast love and light guys love Take and care. light